When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. Guys, Kyrie's being self-effacing there in, in, that, in that audio. He's like, I had to go into my Kobe bag, and maybe there were some shots, but my teammates tell me, even if, let's say he took, I don't know, four shots last night where you were like, ooh, double, triple team. Maybe a normal player shouldn't have done that. Let's say he missed all four. He still would have had an absurd night. The fact that he was hitting those shots made it all-time great, right? (laughs) But he was out of control. He was amazing. I was laughing because during our first block of the show at 6 a.m., I was like, he shot 70% from the field, and Evan was like, actually, it was 64.5%. I'm like, Fine, he shot 65% from the field. He's hitting two out of every three shots. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. For 60. 41 in the first half. Came out with eight minutes to go in the game. Kobe, when he scored 81, had 58 with seven minutes left. But they needed all of Kobe's points to win that game. They were up so big here, they yanked Kyrie with 60. Here is Kyrie Irving on his 60-point performance. Yeah, somebody told me on the bench what it was, uh, you know, and I'm I'm just grateful it came in the flow of the game. You know, a few shots probably I shouldn't have taken. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, tough ones, you know, double teams, triple teams coming. But, uh, you know, as long as I could do it with a smile on my face and, and my teammates weren't too angry at me, it, it made uh, this night uh, worthwhile. I don't, you know, that – what was amazing about it to me is he starts out Easy breezy, coming off screens, hitting threes. They're all falling because the man can shoot. Then as the game goes on, he starts really getting into, into going into his back. Now it's the layup package. Nothing fancy by his standards. Just, you know, everything's going in. Then as then the game goes on a little bit more, he's hitting the mid-range, right? He's, he, he posted up a little bit late in that game and gave him the business. It was unbelievable. Key, I'm trying to think of like something to compare it to even this year in this like outburst of scoring, but in terms of the technical proficiency, it's as good as it gets. It is. Um, you know, the only thing that I, I, I always wonder, it's, we marvel over this because we be in a prison of the moment type situation, but I, I can't help but to think the what ifs. You know, what if the mandate gets lifted in, in New York City and he's allowed to play? What if... It, it's never lifted, but he can't play if they get Toronto in Toronto. Or what if all that we've seen, the magicalness of him, they never win a championship in Brooklyn together? I, I just, I, I always wonder about those things because skill set wise, I've never seen anything like it. Mm-hmm. But as I always say, certain situations with certain guys in professional sports, it's always something. It's always something that derails an individual of accomplishing something. With this particular situation with Kyrie not being vaccinated, not being allowed to play, 
derail the Brooklyn Nets of their ultimate goal, which was to win championships and multiple championships when they acquired both he and Kevin Durant? We obviously spend a lot of time projecting on the Brooklyn Nets, and I get it. The playoffs are on the verge. You know, will they be able to get a sixth seed and not have to play Toronto in the playing tournament, which Kyrie would not be allowed to play? Vaccine mandates. You talk about, you know, the mandates here in the city, which is different than other places in the country. But I just want to bring it back to something that brings joy to my life, which is straight-up basketball. Hear me when I say this. Kyrie Irving is the most skilled player you will ever see in the game of basketball. What he does on a night-in, night-out basis when he's allowed to play is literally a gift from the basketball gods. His footwork combined with the angles of attack he can make layups, combined with his shooting ability, combined with his basketball IQ, combined with... The fact there's that Kobe-like sense to him, and he would have went for 70 or 80 last night if he weren't taken out of the game with eight minutes left, I think speaks about volumes of the straight basketball skill set that is there with Kyrie. He might have gone for nine. You got to take him out, though, man. You can't leave him in. Regardless of whether we're doing that or not, Key, here's the next level of the conversation. The second most skilled player in a game of basketball, in which I actually think there's – somewhat a kind of slight drop-off from where Kyrie is, it's Kevin Durant. These two dudes are on the same he's seven team. Feet. He's just seven feet tall, too. Yes. And that's, yeah, but, but that's, leaving, yeah, but leaving him in, though, I was just thinking about it when you said it, Jay. Leaving him in when you getting, when you playing against the Magic and doing that to do what? Like, what do you want him to go for 80, 90, I, like, for why? I want to make the argument for why they should have left him in. He's not playing tonight against the Mavericks. You can hear it on ESPN Radio because it's a home game. He's not playing on Friday against the Blazers. Home game. So if anyone was going to be left in, it would be Kyrie in this situation because they have back-to-back home games. He's not going to play again for a week. Let him cook. Let him no, get let out him there rest and go up. for 80 Let him rest He's up some more. Let no, him No, why you want to blow a team out? To to point shave. Now what if place, something? What if something beneath me, Key? What what if he twists his ankle? That's fine, but like oh, it's it, not fine. No, no, no it's actually Key. Casu- just if I'm a casual fan, I turn. Are you out of your that? damn mind? It's, it's like fine. A no hitter. It's like a oh, no hitter. Oh God! So you know what, Evan? Hold on. Evan, in a no hitter nowadays, if the pitcher's up with 120 pitches, they will take him out. I know, and, and it drives me nuts. Yeah, well, but it's smart though because you have guys blowing out their elbows because they were left in too long in the old days. Game, he's winning by fifty. You want him to stay in? Yeah, get out of here. I want to go for eighty. Well, he would have gone for at least eighty. I think he might have even hit ninety. Jay, I, so the argument for leaving him in is actually the injury risk on any given play is quite low. It's bad, you know, and he was in his bag and let him do his thing. Right. The argument for taking him out is. You're up so much in a regular season game. There's no point to expo- in exposing him to any risk. He already made his point, 60 points in however many minutes. I'd take him out. I let him keep rocking out. Oh, God. First off, it's not that dramatic, Key. Secondly, it's, it is dramatic. What do you mean you're going to leave him in to do what? What are you accomplishing? I'm letting him continue to find his rhythm. But you know what they kind of did? You know what it was? He knew he was on 57. Yeah. And I think he understood and the team understood just naturally, Nash, everybody, we're going to let him get to 60 and then yank him. Once he got to 60, I think even he knew, okay, it's a wrap. I, I hear you, but, like, you know, also, for, I, I'm different, though. 
Like, and I know people can sit there, oh, seven minutes. I don't, I don't want to worry about him spraining his ankle. Like, he was competing. Like, you could sprain your ankle okay. competing in the first quarter of a game. You can't control but, that to a degree. But, CJ, you make the same – you try to make but, the same argument against LeBron James for playing as many LeBron minutes James because is of his age. Years old, Keith. Because of his age, even though he wants to play to help his team when you make the argument, oh, I wouldn't play him. Well, why are you going to play Kyrie when y'all in the mix? He's 37 years. It doesn't years. matter. No, wait, no, Key, it, it does, does matter. matter. There is a difference it, there. It does matter. He's 37 it, years old. The dude it, is close it, to 40. No, not if you're trying to accomplish something, which is get to the playoffs. But Kyrie, you're trying to do the same thing, but you're willing to risk injury so a guy I'm, can score 80, but you're not willing to risk injury to go to the playoffs. Can I say something real quick? I agree with your logic, Key, that – the, the injury risk is quite low, but why expose him to any risk when you have a chance to win a championship right now, even if he's only playing in half the games? On the other hand, I disagree with the idea that it's the same thing as LeBron because Jay's right. Given his age and the miles on his legs, it, there's a higher injury risk. And to what point? To but what it end? ain't showing up like that, though. If you're trying to get to the playoffs, Max, and this is the best way and the only chance you can get through is by – playing a LeBron James and having him score 56 opposed to game that's already out of reach. You want to leave a star player in that you desperately need down the stretch to make a strong run to win a championship so desperately that you went out and traded for Ben Simmons and paid Kyrie, paid uh, Kevin Durant to win a championship. But you, you want to risk injury for seven more minutes and a few points? Like I said from the beginning, I don't expect anybody to think the way I think. I want to see Kyrie rip it. <laughs> yeah, so everyone does. I want to see Kyrie rip it. You know yeah. why? Because also, you know, people find ways to be angry at Kyrie for whatever reason, whether he's sitting courtside at a game, whether he's not. So, yeah, 60 was a grand statement. But you know what? Like, I want Kyrie to be known in the history books to be appreciated for the skills that he brings. And people have been scoring. So, like, that's just me personally. That's how I feel. I mean, I, I Devin let... Booker went for 70 a couple years ago, and we still remember that. Exactly. We will remember this less because – but I. But uh, to me, the See, real this, answer – is going to get lost in all the other 50-point games, 60-point yeah, games. especially in this real yes, run. Right now. But the real answer key to me is I would not risk LeBron to get into the play-in, to get knocked out in the first round at his age. I'm a, I'd be afraid of an Achilles, something like that. No. I also would not risk Kyrie when I'm trying to win a championship, even though the injury risk for Kyrie is quite low in any given eight-minute stretch. But, but Jay, I, I, I do understand, I understand, even though I wouldn't take that risk, why you would. The injury risk is low. I'm just saying, like, they can win a championship this year. Why mess around? Why mess around? Just, like, you know, take him out. He scored 60. He made it. Eight minutes left. He made his point. I, I hear you guys. I, I just – I really – we keep saying they can win a championship, and I keep trying to tell you guys – if Kyrie cannot play in Toronto and cannot play at home due to this vaccine mandate, and granted, things can change, I'm not putting my hope in th- things are going to change. That's going to be a huge task for them to get over. That's not going to be easy for them. Toronto is a team built with wing defenders that can give KD some issues. Download the ESPN Tournament Challenge app to fill out your brackets and play along with us. Filling out brackets with ESPN is free and easy. The ESPN Tournament Challenge is presented by WebEx. We're closing in on 11.5 million brackets, so go to the app and join the KJM group to play along with us. So let's get back to the message sent in Cleveland. 
I think the most likely scenario is that the Browns don't get Deshaun Watson, and they're going to have to try to either repair things with Baker Mayfield, or they're going to have to trade him and try to get another quarterback, and that market is dwindling pretty fast. You already have Amari Cooper. I think this would be a slam dunk for the Cleveland Browns, Kevin Stefanski, and Deshaun Watson. Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio, Mary Kay Cabot, Browns beat writer with us now, Cleveland.com. So, welcome to the show. Good morning. How surprised Good morning. Were, good morning. How surprised were you about Baker Mayfield's statement yesterday? Well, I was a little surprised about it because, you know, he has sworn off social media since January and he was trying to keep a low profile. But I think the events of yesterday, you know, to see your football team go down and court another team's quarterback while you're at home rehabbing, I think that was just too much for him. And, I, you know, I, he is, he's always been a very vocal player. He's always been someone who wears his emotions on his sleeve and, uh, you know, talks a lot. So it, I think it was just too hard for him to stay silent, and he wanted to express how he felt about that, you know, the events of the day. So now what, Mary? What, what, where do they go from here with Baker Mayfield? What's his future hold? Well, I think it depends on what happens, obviously. It depends on what happens with Deshaun Watson and what Deshaun decides. Basically, the Browns, you know, they made their offer. Now it's time for them to basically come home and see what Deshaun is going to decide. He's also going to talk to the Falcons today. And who knows, some other teams might get involved. But it seems as though he could be possibly leaning towards, um, towards the Saints from some of the things that I'm hearing. But you never know. These things can change on a dime. You know, the Browns didn't meet with him until last night. And we really haven't heard how that whole thing went, although I'm sure they gave a fantastic presentation. They've got a great roster. They've got Amari Cooper now. They're, they have a lot of selling points uh, that I'm sure that they made to Deshaun Watson. But still, I'm, you know, he might have a comfort level with, you know, with being, uh, you know, in, in the South or, you know, whatever the case may be. You know, I don't know how he feels right now, but I do keep hearing that, you know, the Saints probably are the, you know, in the lead a little bit right now. So that will dictate, obviously, then what happens next. And what happens with Baker Mayfield? Uh, Mary, how, how do you think the fans are reacting to all of this? Uh, you're on the ground there. How the fans are reacting to all of this right now? You know, I would say divided, as they, they always seem to be these days with Baker Mayfield. There's this huge, huge uh, Baker Mayfield fan contingent here still. And, um, you know, they will, you know, they want they want to rip your head off if, if you're not in the in the Baker camp at all times. Uh, so, so there's that rabid Baker fan base for sure. And then there is another segment of the population that is basically, you know, seen enough and I think maybe would like an upgrade at quarterback and, and see if the Browns cannot get this team into the playoffs again. Mary Kay, you know, I, I read all your articles. I know you spend time around the individual players, so there's nobody that can attest to the mindset or the mentality more so of Baker Mayfield probably than you can. I'm curious because people have said, you know, since they put out this offer for Deshaun Watson and then seeing Baker yesterday put out that tweet, if they don't land Deshaun Watson, do you think that will impact the way Baker sees the organization or looks at the organization because they openly went after Deshaun? Uh, 
Oh, yes, absolutely, 100%. And I think you could see that in that statement last night. I think that uh, told us all we need to know about how he feels about what happened. I mean, he was basically, I think, trying to say, you know, hey, look, I'm over here. I'm I'm over here trying to rehab uh, my torn labrum surgery, and you guys are out there trying to find a quarterback. So, no, he's not going to be happy about it. He's human. And, again, he has given his heart and soul to the Cleveland Browns. So there is no way that, that he's just going to, you know, put, you know, put the helmet back on and come out and, and play some football and not feel a certain type of way about it. But do you think the that would affect the way is, he played football, Mary Kay? Well, that, you know, it might affect the way that he approaches coming back or not coming back. And by that, I mean, I mean, he might try to have, and I don't know for sure about this. I'm just saying that it could be one option is for, the Browns and Baker Mayfield's camp to have a discussion and decide whether or not it makes sense for them to move forward together after this, because it will be awkward and it will be difficult. And he was very rattled by the whole Odell Beckham Jr. saga last year. And then to come back under these conditions when it's your contract year and you're supposed to play your best football, uh, I, I think it will be difficult. Now, not impossible. Jimmy Garoppolo had to do it last year and he did it very well. He took the team uh, to the NFC Championship game, even though they went out and traded up for his replacement. So it, it just depends on how you approach it and really, in some cases, what kind of personality you are. So Mary Kay Cabot, Browns beat writer with us, Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio. So Mary Kay, if let's say Deshaun, because it's unlikely any single team gets Deshaun, right? There's a field of teams competing for him. So they don't get Deshaun. They've now you know, spoiled the relationship with Baker. Another thing would be to get, you know, another option would be to bring in another quarterback. That's not Deshaun or Baker if it's if it's too far for Baker to come back from. Who would that be, possibly? Well, you know, that's a great question right now. That is a great question because the musical chairs of quarterback, uh, it's been going on for a while now. And if the Browns don't get Deshaun and Baker's camp basically – puts their heads together and say, you know, maybe we might want to discuss a change of scenery, then who is going to be the quarterback for the Cleveland Browns? They could say to Baker, you know, too bad, Baker, you're under contract and you're playing football for the Cleveland Browns next year. That could happen. And if it happens, they would expect him uh, to behave just like Jimmy Garoppolo did, and that was uh, to have a great attitude and to go out and to play winning football. So that is definitely on the table. Um, but the other options would be to hope that, uh, you know, that one of the other quarterbacks, you know, becomes available. I mean, who knows? If the Falcons get him, then, then Matt Ryan becomes available. So there are still a lot of things that could happen. But I will say this, you know, I would think that, uh, you know, that Baker Mayfield would have a number of places that, that he would probably like to, to land in the event that, uh, you know, either way, if the Browns get Deshaun or they don't, uh, there probably will be some suitors for Baker. Mary Kay, the world has, the world of football, Cleveland Browns fans and not fans have thrown darts every which way at Baker Mayfield. So pretty much he has darts everywhere. He's all filled up with them. When is Kevin Stefanski going to start feeling the pressure? Is there a lot of pressure coming down the pipeline on him at this moment, giving all of this situation going on? Well, I, I think that will happen this season because this team is still built to win. Uh, this team has most of its core players in the prime of their career. 
you've got the Denzel Wards, you've got the Miles Garrett, you've got Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, Jack Conklin, uh, Amari Cooper. Uh, so this team is not supposed to be one that's sitting, you know, on the sidelines watching everyone else go to the playoffs this year. So the pressure is on, uh, but it is also going to depend in part on who is playing quarterback for them, and that's the big question mark right now. That is Mary Kay Cabot, ladies and gentlemen. Mary Kay, thanks a million. Good to hear from you. Thanks, Mary Kay. Thank you. My pleasure. Thanks, guys. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. Guys, you can download the ESPN Tournament app, uh, Challenge app to fill out your brackets and play along with us. Filling out brackets with ESPN is my two favorite things. J, key, free and easy. <laughs> the ESPN Tournament Challenge is presented by WebEx. We already have over 11 and a half million brackets. It was like at 4 million a second ago. It's 11 and a half million. So go to the app and join the KJM group to play along with us. Uh, Adam Schefter, ESPN NFL insider with us now. Shefty, real quick before we get to anything else, what happened between the Cowboys and Randy Gregory? Well, they wanted him to sign a contract that had language in it that is pretty standard for Cowboys contracts that says that if there's any sort of disciplinary action taken, um, that they reserve the right to recoup bonus money and guaranteed money. He looked it over. He was uncomfortable with it. The fact of the matter is, is that Denver had been coming at him all along, and Denver was willing to not put that language in his contract. And I think when you consider Randy Gregory's history, having been suspended, I think, in at least four different seasons, maybe five, having the number of positive tests he did, um, he's made tremendous progress. And he had the best season of his NFL career. And by all accounts, those who know him say that he's turned a corner and has become a different kind of person. But I, I, I just think that he was a little apprehensive. His agent, Peter Schaefer, was a little apprehensive about signing a contract that had language uh, that would – include forfeiture language with his history when Denver was not willing to do that. In the end, uh, Denver showed him more interest, even though Dallas had supported him all these years. Denver wasn't will- Denver was willing to not include that language. Dallas wasn't. Um, it's standard in Cowboys contracts. Every player except Dak Prescott has it. But I think that Randy Gregory and his agent argued that if you waived it for Dak Prescott, why can't you waive it for us? They wouldn't do that. And when they wouldn't do that, Randy Gregory opted to go to Denver. Hmm. 
Different strokes for different folks, Shefty, right? I, I guess that's across the board, uh, whatever industry that you're in. Speaking of uh, attention and interest, a lot of interest in Deshaun Watson right now. What mm-hmm. team do you think is most likely to land him? I, 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 it's hard to say who's most likely. I would just say this, Jay. We have teams in the NFC South. It, look, look, Cleveland, I think, has come up as more impressive than people thought. and I think that they have a better chance with him than people thought. But Cleveland... It's still up north, whereas the other teams are down south. Cleveland's in the cold weather, whereas the other teams are in the warm weather or indoors. Cleveland's in a conference that is loaded with quarterbacks. The NFC is not. If Deshaun were to go to the NFC, he would help shift the balance of power to the NFC. So he wants to be closer to home. Well, those other three are closer to home than Cleveland. So Cleveland through no fault of its own, just has a number of factors that I think are going to be tough to overcome. I'm not ruling the Browns out at all because ultimately they have a really good football team. And if Deshaun were there, I think that they'd be a Super Bowl contender. I just don't know um, if the Browns can overcome those other three teams that are interested in him. And my understanding is he would like to be closer to home. Well, that would be Atlanta. But he does want to win. And he does want to be with an organization that has proven it can win. That would maybe be New Orleans. Carolina is where he played college. I also believe that all these teams have impressed him more than he thought that they would, which makes the decision even harder for him than he would have thought it would have been. Um, the teams have the parameters of trades in place with the Texans. That's not going to be the obstacle. If Deshaun says, I want to be with Team X, uh, that team will have no difficulty reaching an agreement uh, with the Texans to get a trade done because a deal is basically in place. Um, It's going to be up to Deshaun, who has the no trade clause in his contract, to dictate which team he wants to be with. And I don't know which team it is, but it's really interesting on a lot of levels. Number one, a team gets him, and he's going to be 27 years old this season. Uh, You could have Deshaun Watson for the next 10 years. You have him in a division that has Tom Brady and other quarterback questions. There are going to be teams that don't get him that have to answer not only uh, who's going to be their quarterback this season, but then they have to figure out a way to stop Deshaun Watson over the next decade or so. So there's a lot of ramifications and ripple effects from this one decision that will impact other teams. What if he doesn't go to Cleveland and the signs don't point there? What happens to Baker Mayfield? What if he doesn't go to Atlanta? What happens to Matt Ryan? What about the teams that they're different? Like, so there's a lot, of, a, lot, a lot of fallout from this one decision. Adam, how serious is Atlanta on getting Deshaun Watson knowing that they got some salary cap ramifications with Matt Ryan? Very. Uh, enough that they're involved in this and they're interested and they've been doing their work. And keep in mind, Key, that Deshaun is from that area. Uh, He was a Falcons ball boy for years. He has a relationship, Deshaun does, with the Blank family. And they know him and he knows them. And I think there is great respect and admiration from both sides. Um, If you're the Atlanta Falcons and you land Deshaun Watson, uh, that decision, I think, would be popular amongst Falcon fans. And what you would do then is you take Matt Ryan – and I think you'd turn around and try to trade him to a team that needs a quarterback, whether that's Indianapolis or Seattle or another team. Um, but Matt Ryan all of a sudden then becomes a trade chip if you get to Sean Watson. And so, look, 
the idea is to win games, right? If you believe that Sean Watson is going to help you win games this season and the next decade, and you're the Atlanta Falcons, whether New Orleans Saints or Carolina Panthers or Browns, why don't you make a run in a bowl? Um, the, the teams have talked to him and come out of their meetings with him feeling very comfortable with uh, who he is and what they've heard. And so uh, we'll see how this plays out. Now, over time, there obviously will be pending discipline. Uh, there are the 22 civil lawsuits that are still out there. Um, the NFL went ahead and disciplined Ezekiel Elliott and Ben Roethlisberger without any charges being brought against them. And I think most people believe that the league will do the same with Deshaun, uh, but it hasn't detracted from teams being interested in him. Shefty, uh, I'm curious, speaking of the Browns, what has been the reaction around the league to Baker Mayfield's comments he made on his social media page the other day? Well, it, it, it was interesting. I mean, it sounds like he's saying goodbye. It sounds like he doesn't know where he's going to be playing next. It sounds like he doesn't know what the future holds. And that's why we come back to this Deshaun decision. Um, and let's just say for a moment that Cleveland doesn't get him. What happens to Baker Mayfield? And guess what? We didn't need the Browns to go after Deshaun Watson to know uh, that the relationship between the two sides is a little bit shaky. Uh, the Browns haven't extended Baker Mayfield. We don't know what's going to happen there. They're clearly looking at other options. And it, it might be a situation, if the Browns don't get Deshaun, that they just have to kind of coexist this season and get through it together. Adam Schefter, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for jumping on with us this morning, Shefty. All right, Shefty. Guys, have a great day. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. Guys, here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. Some fans thought that since the Yankees and Mets play their home game outdoors, mm-hmm. wouldn't be an issue for some of the players on the team to be unvaccinated, right? Like, because this comes from a time when there was, you know, social distancing at a different level, et cetera, et cetera, and the big thought was you don't want it to spread, and so, you know, but it, it, that's... It, 
it is a problem. It's not about being indoors or outdoors or whatever. It's about the workers' mandate. You mandate for workers in New York City. If you want to work, you got to get vaccinated. That's why vaccination rates, one of the reasons, is so high in New York. Unvaccinated New York baseball players are currently ineligible to play in home games and also in Toronto against the Blue Jays. Members of the Yankees who are unvaccinated could be ineligible for 93 games under the current rules. Unvaccinated Mets players would be ineligible for 83 games because the Yankees have those additional games against the Blue Jays. That's enough games to cost a player a year of service time. Here is Yankees superstar right fielder Aaron Judge being asked about his vaccination status. You know, I'm, I'm still focused on you know just getting through the first game of spring training. So I think we'll we'll cross that bridge whenever um, you know <laughs> the time comes. But right now, like, so many things could change. So I'm not really too worried about that right now. Oh boy, oh boy. That was Jay. a quick sliver <laughs> of a jab of around the corner, get through a obstacle course to get to his answer. Key, you I know what that hear is? What you have to say on this one, That's, Max. It, it's internet, all you right now. De- internet detective Aaron Judge. It's all you right now. Yeah, no, I mean, like, look, dude's from California. I get it. He thinks cold pressed juices or whatever is going to do it. You know, he don't need to get vaccinated. But that's what it sounds like to me. Or, so if or, you're may- vac- or, or maybe he just wants to see more than just two years of data on the vaccination. Fair, fair. That's a legit yeah. thing, right? Like, MRI, like other vaccinations have gone in trial for ten plus years on things. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's just what some people want to see. Sure. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe that's the case. Or because he, he never answered. Did he ever answer if he was vaccinated? or Nope. Not? So but in a you pe- don't even know. See. Yep. It, it's true. We don't know have the data about ten years from now. Nor do we have the data on COVID ten years from now. If you actually get COVID or long Agreed COVID too. or whatever. Agreed as well. So he has decided, in spite of all the scientific uh, <laughs> advice, that um, you know probably. He, he thinks that he, Aaron Judge. Well, he hasn't MD. decided. He hasn't said whether he has or not yet. So Although it's this easy is enough. Speculation. You, that's, speculation. that's true. It's pure. It's not pure speculation. It is speculation. Because <laughs> if you have been vaccinated, be like, yeah. But you know what? To be fair, you're right. It's possible that he has been, and he just doesn't want to talk about it. Remember, for whatever LeBron reason. was and didn't say anything for a while, and everybody was speculating. Then yep. he said, "I'm vaccinated." Yep, it's possible. So, I hope so. Aaron Judge is one of my favorite players. Five tool player. Love ooh. him. What's happening to our team? Come on, Aaron Judge and all the other Yankees. Get vaccinated. Stop being, you know. Listen to Max. I knew it. So it's the same deal. He's just going to take it in Denver rather than Dallas, leaving the Cowboys with a little bit of hole on their defense and leaving the Broncos with the player that they coveted in this free agent process. He's going to leave for the same exact money. Oh, Dak Prescott. These chicks ain't loyal. Woo-hoo. That's so disrespectful. Take that, Jerry. Smack my fingers to the face. The Dallas Cowboys announced on the team's social media accounts Tuesday morning that Randy Gregory had agreed to a deal to return to the team. But multiple Broncos sources later confirmed that he was instead joining the Denver Broncos. The deal is apparently the same in, in its basic construction. What does that mean? Five years, $70 million. What's guaranteed? That's the real contract, right? $28 million guaranteed, largely in the first two years. And we just heard Adam Schefter comment on this. Here's Bart Scott's full reaction. You heard part of it on the way in. Here's the entire thing. And let me tell you something. Randy wow. Gregory has been suspended three times. And this team has stood by him every time he came back. They, they kept him on the team. Didn't get rid of him for the drug uh, cases Two times in his career, early in his career, he's been suspended for over a year. He's going to leave for the same exact money? Oh, Dak Prescott, these chicks ain't loyal. 
Woohoo! That's so disrespectful. Take that, Jerry. Smack five fingers to the face. First off, great Dave Chappelle reference. I love the five fingers to the face. Um, but I always look. Obviously, this one is a individual scenario. But whenever people start throwing over blanket theories about, oh well, you know, loyalty and words like that from a player's perspective, I'm like, well, do franchises? show all their players loyalty like this but is, his argument was they did show him loyalty that was bart's argument yeah but okay great thank you for showing me loyalty I, it was also good business interest for you because i'm one hell of a player so at exactly, the end of the day Jay. yeah key like i don't need to show you loyalty just because i was doing something that i was paid to do at a very high level like i have to make the right decision for me and i shouldn't get the base for that or Called like, oh, you're not loyal. You're a hater. Like, I, that's not how business works. Yeah, I don't think he. I, I, look, man. At the end of the day, I understand what the Cowboys want to do from a protection standpoint. But when you set a precedent, and your precedent is we don't do this for anybody, but yet and still you did it for Dak Prescott, the quarterback. That means you are doing it for somebody. I don't care if he's a quarterback or not, if he's the face of the franchise or not. It, it, if you got a hundred people and one person is allowed to do something you open up pandora's box for everybody to want to do it so that's you know setting a precedent you you don't want to do that but the cowboys did that with Dak prescott so i understand where gregory is coming from i don't want it in my contract the denver broncos don't want it in the contract knowing that denver knows that i had issues in the past in dallas with some you know minor substance abuse issues that i eventually got over they wasn't worried about it, so why would the team who know me, who's been with me, be worried about it when I'm like, chill now? I don't even do the same things I did before. Uh, and by the Greg, way, you have some issues. Go to Denver, Greg. You'll uh, be fine. Here's the thing. Let me just <laughs> let me say this very clearly. Well, I mean, Denver's if the language, you'll be fine, man. If if the claim is the language in the contract said a fine voids the contract, the I guaranteed money. I do the, the guaranteed money. I do not believe the premise that the Cowboys have that standard in their contracts. I think whoever's putting it out of there is lying if the idea is a fine, voids your guaranteed money, because what that means is the Cowboys don't really offer guaranteed contracts, and what that means is the Cowboys wouldn't have any players on the team. There's no way that exists in the contract like that. And, and so, so what that leads me to think is, if, it's, if the reporting is true about that, that they put it in Randy Gregory's exactly. contract. Not that it's standard. It's the same lie told about the NFL contract with Colin Kaepernick. You know, hey, sign this standard waiver to, tr- to try out. It was hey, not a Max, standard waiver. Max and Jay, y'all may not know this or not, but, you know, they're putting something in the contract about being suspended or whatever. Mm-hmm. Not suspended, but uh, fined, and we can void your guarantees. <laughs> <laughs> I find it very chuckly, uh, that they would be pursuing and have strong interest in Von Miller, who was once suspended from the Denver Broncos for a little bit of extracurricular activity, having some adult things in his life, and now they want to go after Von Miller. So if Gregory said no, what you think Von Miller going to say? It's ridiculous. The very idea, the notion that that's standard in their contracts is laughable. And let me tell you what bothers me about it, Key. I hate when people play on the intelligence of the public. 
like, hey, we're going to spit. If you're going to spin some lie, at least make it believable. Don't make the lie so ridiculous that people should. Key, do you believe there's a standard clause in any team's contract that they can void the guaranteed money based on a fine? In the the Dallas Cowboys contracts, there are. Unless you have it removed, it's very easy for a player or an agent to download it off the NFL PA's uh, website get access to any contract at all whatsoever in the National Football League. So his agent or himself could easily find out that information. And the Cowboys would be fools to tell people it's standard in all of their contracts, and it's not. Right, that's but in other words, said, so, but they, st- that's why they said it. everybody well, does it except that but the bo- But the boilerplate, in other words, they send out this kind of boilerplate contract, and then your agent marks it, it up. And removes it, but my guess is then it's removed from almost all contracts. Yeah, but see, well, it's, it's no, the nuances it's of not. how it's presented, though, Key. Like, if you say, hey, this is standard language, if it's presented standard, but it doesn't mean that they have to abide by it because if your agent wants to push exactly. back on it, it's different. But it's still like, – those. these are the nuances that some, organizations use, right? Like, that's what they do. But some people, Jay, certain forfeiture language, depending on your client, could create a, present a problem. And if, if if I have forfeiture language like that in my contract, chances are I'm probably not going to worry about it because I ain't putting myself in no position to have to worry about being suspended to the degree or, or, or fined to the degree that it would void out my guaranteed money. I might be fine. I might be fine for having my socks pulled down, my jersey untucked, or, or something along those lines. But that they're not going to void your guaranteed money up based on that. They're going to void your guaranteed money based on you being fined for uh, conduct detrimental to the team through the NFL itself. I can't see where they would take his money based on a ticky-tack fine, so to speak, screaming at the referee. They're not going to because that wouldn't set well for the organization. Or let's say it's the fine could be for some substance that the NFL tests for that is largely legal in a lot of states, right? Or something like that. I don't blame a player for not wanting to sign that contract. That that makes perfect sense to me. Yeah, if, if you yeah. if yeah, especially if you had a history of that, you you don't want to sign it. But again, if you didn't have a history of it and you trust yourself, then you're not worried about it. I guess. I mean, it also depends on, like, you know, we're getting into gray area, but, like, what is the substance? You know, what, et cetera. Should they even really be testing for it, or is this something serious that's a good idea to test for? I don't know any of the answers to that. Yeah. I mean, look, there, there are levels to it. We don't have all the details, but if the language made him uncomfortable, I mean, he has to He right, did the right the thing, man. Go himself. get your money. He did the right thing. Go get he your money. He still got his money, just got it from an alternative organization. What I love is it was uh, Demarcus Lawrence who said, like, when people phrase it like, Jerry Jones gave you this money. He didn't give him nothing. What I, what I love is it's like, yeah, if, if someone hit, a, hit the lottery, right, that would be getting the money, even though you pay a dollar for the chance to do it. I was about but to still, say, Max, I paid for that. You, you guys who, well, by you guys, I mean world-class athletes who compete at the highest level on the planet Earth. It's not just that, oh, they are genetically gifted. They spent so much of their lives honing their craft to become among the very best to do it, right? That it's a lifetime of work. And for that lifetime of work, you have a limited window to, to reap the rewards, right? It's not like an actor who can age and keep working or something like that. 
or uh, you know, someone who, I don't know, a scientist who develops patents or something like that who can get rich off that going forward. It's, you have a limited prime, very small window, especially in the NFL. It's not like the owners are doing them favors by paying them. They're paying them for services. And by the way, keep in mind, they're not even paying them their true market value because they've capped labor costs. Right? It's not really even exposure to a free market. So I, I appreciate what the players are saying when it's like, they ain't giving this to me. Or you know what? Yeah, we agreed to that, but read the fine print. We're not going to take that fine print. Anyway, what does this mean? This, that that will uh, that'll go on. We'll be talking about that. They redid Dexter Lawrence's deal. They brought back Michael Gallup. They franchise tagged Dalton Schultz. But they lost Gregory and Cedric Wilson. So how good are the Cowboys? I'll tell you how good they are. They'll make the playoffs, and they'll lose in the first round. Shocking. <laughs> shocking expectations by you, Max. A part-time player, but a full-time menace on the court. Oh, my goodness. That is next on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio. And also, see, i got to stretch for you the last two seconds. One tap app. On Sirius XM Channel 8, back in a sec. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two. Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.